process. I lose some weight and gain it right back. But I've been doing good, staying at the kitchen and that's hard for me because y'all know I love chicken. I be trying to eat right, but I'm really getting fed up, trying to find ways to feel and look better. Middle of the summer was wearing a damn sweater just so I could hide and cover my damn butt up, man. Let me calm down. I'm above that. See, I'm a chunky girl and I love that. Real confident. They all know that. But it's time for me to get my waist snatched. The holidays coming up, so you know I'm about to eat. I've been on a diet, so you know I'm about to cheat. I don't want no more salad. You could pass me the meat. Then I put my vest on and take a jog up the street because I got the armband, so I'm matching. Twerk while I'm working out, get ratchet. Sweat it all out when I'm working on daddy You even when I'm up in my workout classes Right on time, I'll be right in shape Keep this on, gotta train that waist And you can do it right now, ain't no need for the weight Waist snatchers got it all when you ready to be waste. <laughs> oh, you gotta love her You gotta love her You gotta love her, y'all Big ups to Anaya. Hey, Timberland. Hey, Bessie. What's going on, girl? What it do? What it do? What it do? Thanksgiving is over. Yes. We're so glad. It was rough. It was rough. It was a rough Thanksgiving. It was a rough turkey day for me. Yes. So let me tell you right quick what happened on Thanksgiving night with me, since we're talking about it. So... To make a long story short, because we got a big show for you guys tonight. We're so excited. Yes, yes, we are. You, shut up. Shut the hell up. Shit. Okay. <laughs> explicit language. Explicit language. We've got to say that. Also, everything we say is allegedly. Me and Tamala funny. We ain't got no sense. We just talking off the top of our heads, y'all. That's all. We don't right. know nothing. So it's all right. allegedly. Okay. We just letting y'all know how we feel. So, anyways. Three times a team, healing hearts with laughter. So I got to tell y'all what happened on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so my daddy and his friends said they were going to fix my car. They were going to do a tune-up. Did the tune-up. Next thing I know, I go to leave. Pooley like, uh, you're going to be mad. I'm like, mad about what? I tried to start up the car. This motherfucker. <laughs> I'm like, what is this? My car was driving just fine. So I go in there, I tell my dad, I was like, look, bruh, you and your friend got to fix my car. Y'all got to do something. It's like 10 o'clock at night. I got to be at work at 6 o'clock in the morning. So get out of here. So I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what I'm going to do? So my dad like, take my truck home. I'm going to take your car to Pet Boys in the morning. We're going to see what the problem is. I'm like, okay. We take my daddy's truck home. We got all the kids' stuff in the car because they have been staying with my mama for a few weeks. Except for truck. But anyways, so we got all the stuff in the truck. My daddy got like a hatchback um Evelyn. Mm-hmm. So we driving down the street. We done made it all the way to my area in my area. And my parents like 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. And we heard some noise. And I'm like, what's this noise? And we just came on home. Man, we get out the car, Pooley like, oh my gosh. I'm like, what? He was like, the trunk thing came open. The back of the truck. I'm like, oh my gosh. Is my baby clothes still in there? And so all the clothes was in there, the toys was in there, but every last one of my baby barrette buckets, two buckets of barrettes was gone. They were just gone. I was like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna do? And next thing I know, I was like, Pooley said, I'm finna go. I'm like, okay, I'm still talking to my daddy. Man, this man was gone for maybe about 15 minutes. He came back with all the barrettes and shit. I'm like, nigga, where you get this from? I said, it was in the truck. He said, nah. He said, one box was over on Rock Bridge Road. 
my old street. Shout out Rodriguez. He was like the other one was in the neighborhood somewhere. He said, I got all the stuff. He said, but I couldn't find the rubber bands. I said, nigga, fuck them rubber bands. We, I, we good. We good. We is good. So that's how my Thanksgiving was. So it ended up good because I really needed those barrettes of shit. And all them hair supplies. Well, that stuff, you know, being a mama, that stuff takes time to accumulate. It costs. It costs a lot of goddamn money. Yeah. So, once again, we don't want to keep you guys too long. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, What is this? Post. Post-Thanksgiving. <laughs> and tonight we're going to talk about um, healing uh, for the holidays. Right. Healing for the holidays. Um, mental health awareness all night so we hope you guys have a good time uh we have some heavy hitters on the panel with us tonight i'm gonna say heavy hitters every last one of them um hopefully i'm sure at least one person you guys will recognize on here tonight so thank you all for coming tonight um and we're gonna go ahead and get started so oops i'm sorry <laughs> god damn shit <laughs> fucking camera <laughs> I know, I know. So, okay, so the first um, person that we're gonna pull up tonight, um, ladies first. So we're gonna pull up Miss Julie Franklin, um, a dear friend of mine who I've known for years. So Julie, we're gonna go ahead and pull you on up, girl. Hey, what's going on, Julie? Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Oh, let me turn off. I had you on mute. I'm sorry, boo. You was on mute. So, thank you so much for showing up tonight. And um, you want to tell, tell everybody about it, about yourself. Give us some details about yourself. Um, I am Julie. I'm a mother. Um, I am a wife. Uh, I've been through some things. Y'all will find out this evening if you don't already know. Um, I'm a friend, I'm a person, I'm a confidant, I'm all the above, I'm all the above. Exactly. I get it, girl. I get it, girl. I thank you so much for joining us tonight. Um, I can't wait for you to express yourself and, you know, let everything out, whatever you want to let out, what you don't want to let out, you ain't got to, it's up to you, boo. <laughs> but I love you, I love you, dearly. Yes, I want to say hey to Pam and Pooley and Brittany. Hi, Brittany Hi. and Tanya. <laughs> yes, but we don't only got ladies on here tonight, not just ladies tonight, you guys. Mm -mm. In the building, in the building. Girl. Yes. So the next gentleman I'm going to pull up, um, I've known him for a very, very short time. Um, me and Tamala both, we met him on Station Head. Um, he does his thing. He does his thing. I will say well, that. Yes. Um, he motivates me. I will say that every morning, nine o'clock on Station Head. Energy God. <laughs> But he don't do nothing but push out positive energy. Nothing but positive energy. Is on, sta on station head. Yes. And 
the actually the best thing that's right now going on in my life right now really besides you know my happiness with my family and stuff but yeah. with all this with the pandemic and stuff this is something that i definitely admire him for i thank him for and i'm just gonna bring him up you guys and this is energy god energy god hey how y'all feeling how you doing Hi. <laughs> that was awesome that was amazing that was very enriching before starting i really appreciate that thank you thank you so much i ain't doing nothing but telling the truth that's <laughs> i'm just speaking the truth what you as far as what you put in me since i've met you on station here um you mm -hmm. never know who you touch you never know who's listening and if I can get everybody to go on station head to listen to just one person on there, I would definitely direct them to you. I really I believe it. I believe yeah. it because she be examined. Go on station head and listen to guy. I do, I do. And then when I when I researched him and listened to some of the things that he's done and accomplished, I'm just like, oh my gosh. You know, but we'll get into that. We'll get into all that too. So the last, the next person that I'm gonna be bringing up um, is my cousin. Um, he, to me, he's always been different from the time that I met him. Um, it's actually Pooley's cousin, but his family is my family. Um, and Trey has always treated me like his family, but he's always been different. We me. like to say eccentric. eccentric in my family. We don't say different. We say eccentric. Okay, eccentric. We'll say that. Eccentric. He's very eccentric. But I love him to death. I love That's him to good, death. He, he inspires me each and every day just as well. Every time we have a conversation. So I'm going to bring up Kareem. Y'all may hear me call him Shay. There he Thank is. Up, everybody. I appreciate hey. Thank you for the introduction. I thought you was going to uh, hit me with the two uh, chains I'm different intro. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. <laughs> nah, that's a good one. I, <laughs> that that would have been a really, really good one. It's all good. Thanks, yes. It's all good. So we do have one more person um, that we're waiting on. Hey, Audra. <laughs> And what's that noise? Hey, I don't know what that was. But um, we did have one more person. She's having a hard time coming in, you guys. Um, um, I'm finna send her one more, one more link, and hopefully she's on listening and she can hear me. Um, Tiffany, baby, I'm so sorry I couldn't answer. Um, I was literally right in the middle of talking, so I really couldn't answer the phone right then. I do apologize to her. Um. But yeah, you guys. So, uh oh, hey Shay. <laughs> yes. So we might as well just go ahead and dig right on in. Um, everybody already have the notes on for tonight, and we're gonna go in order. Um, once we get to Tiffany, if she was, if she's not on the panel, we'll just skip right over and go on to the next person. So. Hey, Julie, hey Julie, girl. <laughs> I'm so happy you came tonight, Julie. Love you. So yeah, you guys, um, we're gonna start off with anxiety. And what I decided was that me and Tamala, 
we will start off with our issue. I don't know what that is. I we think somebody's start- getting messages. Who like phone is that? Yeah, I'm getting messages. That must be your phone. It's not like a horn. No, that's on the computer. I, I ain't got no control over that. That's on the computer. Okay. Yeah, that's on the computer. We just blowing up. We blowing up. God damn, we just can't help it. We blowing up. <laughs> You're live, baby. Yeah. You live. You know, everybody, now I know y'all see me on here. Okay, we got, come on, y'all, come on. I, but I love y'all. Still comment. We still want y'all to comment. So anyways, but um, we're going to start off with me and Tamala because I want everybody to feel comfortable with um, what you're going to discuss. And also, I looked at it as in being the energy God is such a positive gentleman. I would like for him to give us all feedback on something positive that can keep us going and something that we can remember that is stick to us for our for each individual person, you know. So, um, Tamla, would you want? Did you want to start off? Sure. So, all right, baby. What what I experienced? I I suffer from extreme anxiety. So I, at one point, went to a psychiatrist and a psychologist, and I was medicated with Xanax. And first they tried Bosporin, it didn't work. It made me feel like I was in a wave pool. And I was like, uh-uh, I don't like that. So they changed me to Xanax, but they changed me to 0.5. And it really wasn't doing nothing. They got me up to like two milligrams, and I was taking it work. I was breezing through life. Like, you know, swimming, do life, like, yay, I ain't mad about nothing, yay, ha. But then when I decided I didn't like to be that that feeling, I decided I don't want to do that anymore, I decided to come off of it. That was one of the hardest withdrawals. I was sick. I had the worst panic attacks, because people don't understand there's a difference between panic attacks and anxiety. So... I was having more panic, more panic attacks. I was nauseous. I couldn't eat. I was going through all different types of things. So I didn't have to go to someone who taught me how to deal with anxiety without medication. And, you know, counting techniques and different things that teach t- taught me how to calm down when, when I'm freaking out. Because I don't know if you ever had an anxiety attack. It can feel almost like a heart attack. And you feel like you're about to die. Like you don't know what's wrong with you. You know yep. what I mean? And and the, the the more you panic, the worse it gets. So, you know, I had to learn different techniques so that I can function during an everyday basis without being medicated. So I wanted to bring this show on because I know a lot of people suffer with this and they don't really know how to deal with it. And a lot of times people, you know, judge drug addicts, but they go through depression and anxiety, which moves them to drug addiction. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's their way of coping. So I feel like if, if today we could get somebody, at least one, it's it just one person, to hear a way to deal with this or feel comfortable enough to go and try to get help with this, then we could save one life today. You know what I mean? Because at, at many times, you know, going through anxiety, I was smoking weed, you know, drinking, doing all kinds of shit to try to calm it down. But because I, I didn't understand it. So maybe if we can get people to understand what exactly anxiety is and what it does and how we can, you know, use little different techniques, maybe we can help somebody today. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um 
Anxiety is definitely something that a lot of us suffer from. And like you said, you don't even know what it is. A lot you of you feel know. like you just getting sick or you getting a cold, something, you know, anything you can think of. Right. You know, you and it goes in all different areas. You know, some people have to get medicated, some people don't. Something I would I feel like that's something that I dealt with was anxiety. And I dealt with it for years. For a long time as a teenager, I remember I fainted in a store, hit the ground, and it felt like my head was just being filled up with something, you know, and that happened to me on two occasions, and then it stopped, but then now I'm dealing with a whole nother type of anxiety. The anxiety that I deal with now is more about my kids. You know, um, for those that didn't know, one thing I have to say is, being I understand that when we're here on this platform, and this is me and Tamala's show, we have to be personal. So I, I'm just gonna let you know, let you guys know. So I I had two miscarriages, and I had a stillbirth, but my stillbirth was with my daughter and my son, which was twins. And my son didn't make it, but my daughter did. And I had to carry him for like two extra months, deceased inside of me, so that my daughter wouldn't have to be on NICU if they was to remove him. So that right there was a lot to deal with for two extra months. I didn't know how to be happy and sad at the same time when it was time for me to deliver. You know, because I'm supposed to be happy for her, my only girl. But at the same time, I'm losing somebody at the same wow. time. So that was kind of difficult for me to kind of figure it out. And then I had to go see a therapist. You know, I was one of them chicks that was like, oh, no. Even when they told me that I lost him, they were like, you're going to have to go see a therapist. I was like, I don't need no therapist. Boo crying. Talk about, I don't go, we don't need to see no therapist. And then finally, one day I was like, I'm crying too much, or I'm too happy and then sad, happy then sad. So maybe I do need to go see somebody. And when I went and saw somebody, it literally helped me and prepared me for the delivery. But what it didn't prepare me for is the anxiety that I'm dealing with right now in the now. Not wanting to let my kids out my eyesight. Not wanting to let them go spend the night over to my friend's house. Not over to, or somebody I don't know for damn near 30 years, 20 years. No, you can't go spend the night over there. If we go over there, we're going over there together as a family. You know, it's like that's the type of stuff I think about. They only go to my parents' house. That's it. And I know this is something that I got to get out of. I just don't know how. I just don't know how. Well, you know, one thing you did was. You went to go get therapy, and a lot of a lot in the black community, we fit, we 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 frown on therapy, but we need it. We need it more than the people that that are getting it on a regular basis because all of the things we went through. So at that point, when you went to get therapy for for you know to to have him and deliver him, you go get therapy for your anxiety because that's the one thing that helped me learn how to deal with it was a year of therapy. Mm hmm. Well, um, to kind of follow up on both of what you all said, 
the it, death is something that we could all relate to. Right. I think um, it's something that we have all thought about. It's something that we may have experienced with a loved one. That whole thing. And when you get into like when you start to talk about energy, energy is neither created nor destroyed, right? Now, when we take away the death aspect and then we add these other aspects in life, like um, your kids, uh, financial status, um, your relationships with others, there's something that's generated at that point, and it's energy. Now, it's generated through you like a vessel, like a, like a, like a, a medium, and now it's you get it out in certain ways. And the different ways that you get it out, you have to be conscious of that. Because I think that sometimes you're going to have your thoughts and it's going to be only a certain thing, certain amount of things that you can do about it, right? But where are you actually putting that energy, right? Are you putting it into obsessive thinking about what's actually going on? Or are you actually putting it into the overall vision of what you want to happen? You know what I'm saying? Are you providing the environment? Are you providing bars? Are you providing a jail mindset? Are you providing an opening? Because the whole thing is that the energy is going to come out and it will create. And it can create and it can destroy. You see what I'm not necessarily tr- destroy, but it could transfer in a negative way. You mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. When when going through with what you're going through, and and this I'm no expert or anything of this uh, sort, but I really do know energy. I know how things transfer. Mm-hmm. When you go into these things that are darkness, the best thing you can do is give it light. Point blank. Period. And when you take that mindset a lot of what you do changing the perspective of how you look at anything and everything to that light it helps you move forward you understand it's for a reason even starting at the point of all right cool i I have all these restrictions on my kids because i just want the best for them okay so how can you provide the best with them with the energy that you've been given through a way that would be of abundance of a curing settling way for you you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I mean, I, I would keep I would keep that in mind that energy transfer because you're getting it from somewhere. You've gotten it from somewhere. Sometimes we have energy stored in you that is from birth. You see what I'm saying? And it has come out where it hasn't been transferred, but it does linger in here and it's fueling something else. You see what I'm saying? That's some real shit. I would add to that, you know, being a mom that's experienced that and more in that aspect, I would say I agree with him, but I also would recommend, Neil, that you talk to someone that's been in similar circumstances as you, because I know that some of the best ways that I've dealt with those things was talking to other mothers like me, um, sharing situations, talking in depth, telling them my fears, them telling me their fears, and us just having some real life conversations about it. And you know, like you said, you know, knowing what's best for your kids. You know, we we as moms, we don't want to keep our kids from living life because we're hindered inside, and that's what happens to us when we experience death of a child. We we're so scared that something's going to happen to our other children that we kind of hindered them from doing things because of our own fears. And it's okay to have that feeling. It is okay. But you have to know that you can't put your fears on their life because then you'll restrict their lives and they can't live. And, you know, from having Julian, my oldest son is 20. 
and my baby boy is two, Antonio. Um, just being able to talk to my oldest son, him experiencing the deaths of my other two children with me, you know, and then him seeing some of the things I was going through with Antonio, having a conversation with him too, a loved one that's experienced that with me, you know, and saying, mom, you know, think about Antonio, you know, let him, you know, experience things, let him do, don't be so afraid. And that really helped me, honest to God, it helped me so much that I can't even, I mean, I was, I'm like you, I was, I wouldn't, I didn't even want people coming near my baby. I was just always afraid something was going to happen. You know, something bad was going to happen because something bad happened twice before. So something bad just has to be gonna, gonna happen in my life. And I was so afraid. And like, I walked around with that packed on me every day. And I understand where she said, you go to counseling and stuff. I went to counseling for a hot second and they tried to put me on everything. They tried to put me on Prozac. They tried to put me on everything. I'm a person, I don't like pills because I come from a family of heavy drug hitters. So I don't like to put anything in my body where I feel like it may turn me into what I've seen a lot of. Um, so I don't, you know, I pulled back and I tell y'all, I'm a living witness. I, you know, it's a lot of people out there that don't believe in God and don't believe in that. But I promise you, I did a lot of talking. And if I was talking to myself, oh, well, I did a lot of talking. I put a lot of things in the universe of how I want it to be and how I want it to feel and how I want to generate love to other people and how I want to, you know, take hurt off other people of what I felt myself. And it helped. It helps so much. I feel like I'm 41 with the two-year-old and I'm a better mom because of those things that I had to go through, those circumstances, those situations. So, Tanil, I mean, honest to God, girl, you got my number. You know you can always reach out to me. Amen. And there ain't, there is no perfect guideline to death of a child. You are going to... My Layla has been gone since 2012. And when I tell y'all holidays are hard for me, her death of her anniversary is hard for me. Her birthday is tremendously hard for me. There is no healing time for me. You just have to know that every day you got to put one foot in front of the next and keep moving. And if you keep thinking, I got to put that one foot in front of the next and think of positive things to do and think of things that are going to make me and my children that are here happy. Mm -hmm. You're going to do fine, baby. You're going to do fine. Yeah. And you'll be able to release that. Mhm. Mm yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it's definitely something that um I have been dealing with for a long time. A long mm -hmm. time. And energy God. That's why I say the things that you promote on your show. I'm telling you, if I could take the whole world <laughs> to Energy God's show, I would. Oh, I mean, I'm for real. It's like it's a burst of energy. It's like no matter what I was going through that morning before nine o'clock a.m. And I have to be up and on my computer at six o'clock a.m. Monday, Friday, working. And no matter what account made me mad, when nine o'clock get here, I'm like, oh, shoot, it's time for energy. God, let me hurry up. Let me hurry up. <laughs> and by the time I get off, I'm acting like a whole nother person. And, and then and then to, 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 to take that into the conversation, that release of energy from me to you is coming from the same, not the same, but the stem of something 
as we all go through something. You see what I'm saying? Like, as she was speaking to you, she gave you an energy transfer path. Come talk to me. Give me that energy. You know what I'm saying? And yep. that, is, that is the power of healing. That is the power of push to be able to move forward. Now, at the point in time where I've moved forward to a point where I can wake up every morning and put that type of energy into something, right? And now you are bringing some type of healing to your life. That, at that point, unlocks the door for me. You see what I'm saying? Yes. Like, I, I am I am purposely moving forward. Does that make sense? On purpose. It does. It makes sense. So, but thank it you does. for saying that. Thank you. I, I have to come to your show, Energy Guy. <laughs> I told you you got to come. I bet you wake up now. <laughs> I bet you wake up now. I might pay my iTunes. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I need that. Yeah, we all do. Now, Shay, yeah, you want to yeah. go ahead and take off from here? Uh, I, I could definitely fit into this conversation. Uh, but I appreciate everybody from sharing because um, some of the things that Tanil mentioned and Julie are things that I'm probably a product of, um, given that I've dealt with some tragedy in my life and probably have received overprotective uh guidance in some instances and in a lot of instances i just learned like this year it, it transferred as an adult i can understand it as a mm. uh, inherited grief where the the person who actually can recall the experiences that took place um in the death of loved ones and uh attacks remembers and recalls those events in my presence because I was I was there. And that transfer of grief was something that I didn't really understand because I would get I still do get so emotional when people talk about my mother who was who was killed. Um but I wasn't you know at an age to recall the event uh personally. But the transfer of other people's grief into me continuously for let's say at least 20 years continues to have this this effect this impact that i'm now at a, you know at the age of almost 40 um looking at my myself and reflecting on these events and trying to overcome uh that grief that i did i didn't even have for my own self and then there's there's my own grief and separating those two are, are is very difficult uh, for me. Um, so, so with, for example, uh, your children to nil, when the events that they're experiencing right now, they won't really even understand where it's coming from, uh, from your perspective as a guardian, though they might uh, feel it as being, uh, protecting and love when they grow into older human beings, it can come out in, in different ways. And for me, I didn't really realize like, uh, my mourning process, was um, always doing something that can be seen in the physical, but never talking about it or grieving or getting counsel uh, for myself to, to express myself. So um, for example, one of the first things I remember doing in remembrance of my mother was that in 10th grade, I had some dog tags uh, that were made. I still have them. And it was basically a memento stating her name and it was like the first thing that anybody in my family had ever seen me express was relation to my mom 
when I was like 16. So, and, and then no one, it was like an absent conversation that took place. The absent conversation can't take place, but in that absence of the conversation, all of the things that I've been needing to express had kind of uh, just continued to build up. And it still it still does to this day. And it has a, uh, an overall effect uh, along with other things like being, being in violent situations, even if you're not um, experiencing the physical violence, but being there in the trauma, uh, the, the trauma that go uh, unexplained or um, unaddressed uh, can transfer an energy that, that will cause you to imprison yourself, um, which is something that another another note that I've just experienced. And um, it's uh, it's good to ha actually have this 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 conversation and dialogue. And thank you for bringing me in because my behavior over my life has been in isolation um, and, and just dealing with it myself. So, I mean, I probably could have chimed in in the conversation while it was taking place, but it's still like a, like a byproduct of my experiences growing up uh, where I need to be prompted in some cases, unless I, I practice certain things. Like if, I, if, I'm, if I'm practicing meditation, then I'm much more calm and okay with opening up because like, for example, with this medium, this is gonna be out there forever and I'm very private. But the fact that I'm actually commenting and being somewhat personal uh, is uh, a bit liberating from myself, from my own, my own self, freeing myself. So I just wanted to, to say that. I don't, I don't wanna completely steer it, I, I don't want to step on your toes or nothing either. And much respect, like first of all, to everybody because I can't, I can't be in your shoes. Like I can't. But being in my shoes and hearing what you're saying is like, like it's um monumental almost to me in my mind, right? So let me give you something that I'm feeling right now. I feel as if okay, there's a ball in the middle of the field. There are two people, right? Right. One guy's on one side of the ball, another guy's on the other side of the ball. One dude says, yo, the ball is blue. The ball is blue. He's screaming to the uh, dude, and he's like, no, 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 the ball's red. The ball's red. The ball's red. And he's like, no, no, the ball's blue. And the guy that sees that the ball's red, he steps to the side and changes the perspective a little bit, and he sees that, that one side of the ball is blue and one side of the ball is red. And then when you open up and you start to think about this, right, because – we're not going to get into the conversation of what death actually is, which I think is almost um, it's very healing to understand it at a high perspective when going through when you go, what you're going through. What happens is you have been given something when you go through something like that of that level, both of you all from what I've heard, you've been given something, something so heavy and something so powerful. And then you have to find that place. Normal things are not going to be suitable. It's just not going to be normal. You got to find that that you have to find what it is that suits your soul and put that energy into it. It's hard to change the past. It's hard to change thoughts sometimes. But sometimes that's the first thing that you have to focus in on because the thoughts are your paintbrush. They're the, they're the creation. Right. The thoughts cause actions and actions cause things. You see what I'm saying? Right. And, and a healing process, I think, 
a lot of the time that I have to deal with dealing with the things that I deal with in my world is stepping to the side of that ball and seeing why and kind of more of what's going on and taking that perspective of the negativity that drowns me to be the greatness that I'm supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And being like, damn, this is some light I've really been given. You know what I'm saying? My mom was lost in the dope game. Still is. You know what I'm saying? I hate it. I hate it with all my heart and soul. But that is why I get up and do what I do so much. You see what I'm saying? It's why I push that energy. It's how I got here to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and as a kid, I went through the same thing. And it was going, still observing and seeing the same things, but I had to find something. So I found acting. I found movie making. I found producing, directing, and found something that actually streamlined that energy. The day that I said that I was, I wanted to quit filmmaking, I ended up going to jail. That's a proven fact that that energy already is going to the wrong place. You see what I'm saying? So if anything is taking you away from feeling the greatness that you are, change that thought. Whatever you can do, change that thought into a, a, a energetic antenna pushing thought that can change your universe because that's what it is. You, you, your universe. This is your world, not mine. Yours. So appreciate that, bro. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's right. Look, energy guy, he says on every show, he say it's not Monday, it's not Tuesday, it's not Wednesday, it's not Thursday, it's not Friday, it's not Saturday, it's not Sunday, it's your day. Did I yeah, say it right? right. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> it's always our day. <laughs> yes, I have. Yes, I have. But yes, you guys, I, um, that was a lot. That was a lot, and I appreciated that. You know, that was one of the reasons. Why. Stuff, you guys. Thank you for coming on here today. I'm just yeah. know how many people that you know that may not be here today that may come back and listen to this and that help them. I, and I really appreciate that. I really do. I think all of us, like she said, talking to somebody really, really opens it, it up. Because here goes the thing: I don't have no kids. I have my mother's. You know what I'm saying? But I did experience death. I have experienced certain things. I've seen people go through things that I, where you see their pain. You see so many pain, so many people pain so much that you feel the pain too. You know what I'm saying? So like, what do you do? How, how do you make it more? How do you make it better? You know what I'm saying? You got to feel that and off of the understanding and perspective. And I heard her say kind of the same thing. I'm going to say, I don't know what y'all take is on God is or whatnot, but you are the God. And understanding that every thought is a godly move, it is a godly creation, and what you do with that thought and what you do with that is is your choice. It's the living in hell or living in heaven aspect. Man. That's like that's why I say I tell a lot of people that the kingdom of God is within you. You can control what's going on with it. You know what I mean? Sometimes if you think of negative things, I, I have this thing where I I teach my kids when you have a negative thought, fix it to rainbows and glitter. Or fix it to transformers, whatever make you happy. You know what I mean? Every time it comes, you delete it. You know what I mean? So you can push it away. You know what I mean? So keep all of that negative out of you, that darkness away from you. Exactly. Exactly. You're right about that. Um, no, I'm not on mute. I thought I was on mute. Yeah, um, I just this was something that was well needed. Um, mm -hmm. not just for me, 
but a lot of people that I know that is watching, if they're not watching, they will be watching. Um, I basically tried to tell any and everybody that I knew about what was going to be going on tonight. Because um, I knew somebody was going to get something out of it. That's basically what it was. And I knew I would get something out of it just as well, which was a transfer of energy. So um, I did want to tell you guys just a little bit about um, Mr. Energy God. I had looked him up a little bit. And I just want to read just, just this little part out to you guys and let y'all know that um, we're talking to somebody that we're definitely going to see one day in the future. It might not be right here on the platform again. I'm not sure. But we, you're going to see him on TV. You're going to see and listen to his music. He also is a rapper, you know, and makes good music. <laughs> and he helps other people. He helps other people just as well. But I went to his Wikipedia. Yeah, he got a damn Wikipedia, y'all. <laughs> but I went to his Wikipedia, and it said on here that I want to read to you guys. During his high school years, Brandon participated in a variety of films, most notable of which were Diary of a Mad Black Woman, which is Tyler Perry, ATL, uh, which is T.I., and The Gospel. And I think the gospel had Idris in there. Idris Elbow was in Elbow was in there. You know, so with that being said, you know, I've I admire you. I admire you. You have been through a lot. I listened to your um your interview on, on meditation. And that's when I after I heard that, that's when I said I got to just ask him if he'll be on the show. I didn't know if you was going to say yes. I didn't know if you were going to say no. I didn't know what you was going to say. But I said, I got to get this energy, this burst of energy on my show so that he can burst this energy to everybody that I know. That I, you know, and that's truly how I felt. And I know by the end of tonight, when we all hang up, somebody is going to remember this show and they're going to take it with them. And that's all that we ask. So, <laughs> now, I do know you also have acting classes, right? You have an acting class? I have an acting school. Acting school, yeah. For K through 12? Uh, yes, all ages. Um, all ages, adult also. Um, so I have a school called Acting Up. It's a talent development program where I work with kids, break them into the industry. Um, so if you ever seen the movie It, um, the new one, the only black kid in the movie, that's my kid. <laughs> Yeah, he did that. He's did Castle Rock. He has his own series on QB, I think is what it's called. Um, I got a kid that just auditioned for Emmett Till. Um, I, so I've been doing that for years. I've been doing that ever since I was like 17, 18 years old. I've been uh, training and teaching kids how to act and everything. So, um, yeah, I've been doing that that too. I think I'm going back to Georgia. I'm bringing my kids to you. Uh, you gotta wait. You gotta wait after Trey. Sorry, <laughs> but I also saw that you directed a movie called Curveball, right? Yes. Yeah, and then yes. when I saw I saw the trailer, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, this is a lot of that I would really sit down and watch a list and you know enjoy." I really did. So I'm definitely gonna look it up and see if I can find it, and I'm gonna watch it. Um, but I thank you for coming. I really do, Shay Kareem. 
we want to make sure that we shout out your business just as well. Yes. With A Bob. And let me show my shirt. Hey Bob. Oh, yeah, I gotta get an A-Bob shirt. See, uh-uh, Shay. Abob365.com. Check us out. Uh, I'm sharing my screen. You can go to the website. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm going to let you know after this. <laughs> but let us know about Abob, where it came from. Okay. Yeah, so Abob was birthed this summer during the, uh, during the protests that were taking place in light of the unfortunate deaths of uh, several people, but the most notable has been George Floyd. And um, I came up with this idea, which is a, a very common phrase, always bet on black, because the birth of this nation, what we call United States, uh, started with the participation of black people. And um, a lot of people probably do know, but if you don't, uh, one of the first people to die uh, during the Boston massacre was a man by the name of uh, Crispus Attucks. And he was a black man. And that was the precursor to uh, the Revolutionary War, which was obviously a war that was fought to break away from the British, i.e. the oppressor of the people who were migrating from Europe to uh, what we now call the United States. And we as uh, people of color, uh, but most notably black people are still fighting a similar war for justice, equality, and it takes many other forms as far as what you want to call it, but uh, it's, it's basically a right to live. So always bet on black was something that just came to my mind, and uh, the hat that I'm wearing, everything that you see in the in the images today, uh, is a Bob. Always bet on black. So the the goal really is to. Uh, and I need to put more content out there, but to make people aware of of things that they may not have known. Uh, and black people didn't arrive here specifically by way of slave ship uh, to this to this continent. Uh, and North America is not just the United States. So there, there were people uh, roaming the land for years, if not centuries, before the history that we're taught in the in the classrooms today uh, picks up the story. And that's that's a little bit on where where it all started. My uh, family has been involved. Um, my cousin Ray has been, you know, 50-50 with pushing it, uh, probably even more than me. I, for whatever reason, am not always the person to be in front of the camera and telling the story. But once I get here, uh, I guess I can't stop talking. So <laughs> that's what Bob is about. All right. Well, you got a good job, too, though. I, I, the way you express yourself today, you did a really good job. I couldn't tell. Thank okay? you, thank you. Yeah, I, uh, I guess my potential and and what I actually uh, show, uh, I guess, on two different levels. I'm dumbing yourself you down, boy. You bring some great things. Appreciate you. I'm all the time. He's smart as hell. He's very smart. I know. And very knowledgeable. Because sometimes I'll be like, Shay, what? What you talking about? Where'd I come from? <laughs> and he will explain it. He will definitely yeah. explain it. Julie, did you want to leave with something? You want to say anything before we leave up out of here? You know, I'm going to give you a cobble. <laughs> no, I'm just really happy to have been on this call. Um, I enjoyed myself. You know, I guess I just would always say that if you um, 
this is more so speaking to the moms out there. Mm -hmm. Like if you feel like you're in a place where you can't make it, if you feel like you're in a place where you can't get up, where you can't function, where you can't think straight. I mean, there was a time in my life when, when my daughter passed, I tried to walk myself in front of a moving ambulance. So I wanted to go with her. So if you ever find yourself in that place, just know that there's going to come a day when you can wake up and you're going to feel better. You're not going to feel 100%. Anybody that tell you that, they lying. You're not going to feel 100% because that's a piece of you. Yeah. That's a piece of your heart. That's something you carried. But there will be a time where you can get up and it will get easier. And it will get it, it will hurt, but it won't hurt to the point where you can't function. And all I want to say is keep pushing. Keep going, ladies. Keep, keep your strength. We are the backbone to every family. We are the backbone to our children. Our children come out of us. We have to show them that they can move through anything. Exactly. You know, and if we keep going that path, they'll follow in strength as well. That's all I got. All right. That Thank was awesome. So now, always make sure that we end our show with something positive. Um, I got this from you, Energy God. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> but I find a lot of the fearless motivation that you play. I play that on there at the end of every show. Um, it's something that has been getting a lot of people's attention. And now it's at the point where everybody is like, oh, my gosh, I can't wait for you to play the at the end. You know, they cannot wait to hear it. And it's my favorite part of the show. My favorite. Besides, Anaya. Anaya Lamas. That girl knows she can jam, boy. I think but, my favorite part of the show is the show. Period. Yes. The show. <laughs> I forget. Yes, the show. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and play this, you guys. And then when we come back, we're going to go ahead and close out. And hope you guys enjoy it. So, so yeah, so go ahead. It's going to be a one-hour show today? Yes, we're going to go ahead and keep it at an hour today. Okay, okay. I would like to say something more than that. I, I thought there was going to be a second hour. My bad. No. Okay, but go ahead and get it out. Hey, Bob. Well, yeah, I had, I had some notes here. Did you know just, Tiffany was supposed to come on? Okay, it's all good. I just had some notes there. I wanted to just touch on a couple things. Really, it's really just solutions. We already kind of covered some of that, but um, I think Taraji P. Henson has a, uh, it's called Talk Space Online Therapy. Uh -huh. People who may not think that they can afford therapy, they can, they can get free services. To my knowledge, I haven't used it. But to my knowledge, you can get free services to have someone who's professional. And I believe also uh, it's a confidential, confidential session where you can uh, talk to someone that's a professional. And uh, I'm, I have it up on my screen. Uh, I think it's try.talkspace.com. But if you, if you Google. Um, .talkspace.com. Yeah. I haven't done all the research on it. I just remember seeing it on. Um, I remember seeing it on the news at one point in time during the during the summer with all the protests because there's a lot of people that are having anxiety due to not just COVID but being black in America. 
um, or whatever you are in America, if it's you know transgender or whatever. Not that I'm promoting all of that, but people. You know, but whatever. Own. Anybody that needed, anybody. Yeah. Love everybody. Anybody that needs. Right. right. So um so so that and then uh for me at least if I would stick to it, another solution that helps is uh getting physically active when things internally aren't right, um just working out a little bit. Uh, I need to do more of that, uh especially with Thanksgiving. But um I like to ride my bike. Um so I, I got into cycling, I like to cycle and uh I spend sometimes uh, two to three hours riding um, during the week just to uh, help myself get into a, a better uh, or a more healthy space mentally. Isn't so, um, of course, if there are other solutions, just to kind of like give people a recap, like these are some some tools that you can take with you uh, because people don't have their parents during the holidays sometimes and everyone COVID has everything locked down so there might be uh virtual opportunities to help us work through whatever we're going through that's all i wanted to say thank you so much hey bob because that that is very important that was one of my points of the show was to come up with solutions and we didn't bring that up and i really appreciate that because yes uh, definitely I, someone just came and said they was really depressed today and they so glad they tuned in you know because of you guys today you Shay you energy guy you Julie y'all changed somebody today you know yep. I just want to let y'all know that that y'all made that day y'all made that day better today at least exactly. one day I know for sure and I want exactly. to appreciate definitely, it definitely you know you, you never know who you're going to take like right. I said I can't express that enough and I'm sure it's more than one person. I'm sure yeah. it is. You know, I know I'm I'm probably number two then. Three. <laughs> number three. Okay. Yeah, so um, I hope to have you guys back one day in the future. Um, I definitely want you guys to keep watching us. And we're on Monday, Wednesday, and Fridays, um, 9 o'clock p.m. Um, PM Eastern. Yeah, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern. I'm sorry. So, um, and 8 o'clock Central and 6 o'clock Pacific. Right. Bestie, you got something you want to say before I put No, no, no. I just want to thank everybody for coming. I really appreciate y'all. And for anybody out there listening, Energy God is on Station Head. You can go check him out. Check out A-Bob. You know, for any, you know, your little fits, your attires, you know, we want to put everybody out there. Any, anything you need, you can come mm -hmm. to me and Bestie in our inbox. If you got something you want to talk about, come holler at us. You know what I mean? Definitely. I want to out here, and I want to thank y'all for coming again. I appreciate it. Yes. So here we go with the last video, and I hope it really helps you guys out in some way. It's called You Versus You. Here we go. People have this that there's some thing, some force that's got a hold of them and it's holding them down and they can't break free. No matter what they do, they can't break free from that force. Well, I'm here to tell you that that thing in your nightmare, that thing that's holding you back, that thing that's dragging you down, that thing is you. There are two fundamental attitudes toward life and its sorrows. 
Those with the first ask blame the world. Those with the second ask what they could do differently. It's much easier and much more gratifying to your basest desires to blame someone else for your misery. You know what's so funny? We want people to make guarantees to us, but we're not willing to make guarantees to ourselves. That's the problem with some of you. You always want to blame other people. You owe you an explanation. You need to look at yourself in the mirror and say, why are you only giving 50%? What's wrong with you? You need to put yourself on punishment. You need to tell you no more TV, no more snacks, no more desserts. No, we working out now. You need to tell you that you owe you something. Every day I demand more from myself than anybody else could humanly expect. I'm not competing with somebody else. I'm competing with what I'm capable of. My number one competition is me. It's always you versus you. You got to be the one to get up every morning, be disciplined, put in the consistent daily hard work because that gains success. No coach, no trainer, no mentor, no boss can do it. You versus you. I value myself enough to give 120% or don't do it. There is no excuse for not living up to your fullest potential. No excuse. You walk out of this room, you owe yourself. I didn't get here making excuses. What changed? I changed. And I stopped being a victim. I stopped saying I've got to wait for good things to happen to me. And I said, I'm going to ride. I'm going to fight. I'm going to work. I'm going to press toward. I'm going to learn. I'm going to do everything in my power every single day to become a victor and not a victim. Why? Because I owe it to myself. Can't nobody stop me but me. All right. The talent joined it. I, I did. Yes, it was nice. It, I really enjoyed yeah. that. I really did. So before we get off, um, I want to say this. We didn't get a chance to give our shout outs because everybody's topic was so good. And usually we just shout people names out that we see in the comments. And we didn't get a chance to do that, Bestie. So I want to um, go first, and then you go to your watch party, people, and let them know. Um, so I want to say again, hey, Pam, Brittany, Karen, um, Tamar, Ricky, Audra, Bree, working hard, Roby. Uh, what's up, Erica, Tamika, Jatan, Omen, Britt Johnson, Cassie, Ebony, uh, Vincent, Erica, and my mommy-in-law, Carmen. And my mommy came, you guys. Miss Carolyn Murray. That's my daddy and my mommy, y'all. Y'all like that? Hey, hey Carolyn. Hey. She wearing that hat. <laughs> Tell them to take us back to the water. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I want to say thank you to Omen, River, Walter Moore, uh, Monique Woods, uh, Valencia, Jerome, all of y'all. Veronica Wright, tomorrow, all y'all that came through, I appreciate it. Yes. So, all right, you guys, I thank you so much we, uh, for another successful show. We love you guys, each and every one of you. Thanks again to everybody in the panel. And you guys have a good night. All right. Thank Bye. you. Bye.